Stardom 101. Stardom 101. Stardom 101. Stardom 101. It's the Stardom 101 Magazine Podcast. Shine your light on today's tastemakers and innovators. Keep it with your host, Christopher Boyd. It's the Stardom 101 Magazine Podcast. Stardom 101 Magazine Podcast. We're back for another episode. And of course, the name of this episode is called Artists on the Rise. And Today, of course, I have a perfectly fitted artist for this situation. He goes by the name of J-Lai. J-Lai, what's going on, bro? Hey, what's going on, man? Ah, everything, everything. How's life treating you, man? How, how you been adjusting uh, to this new life that we call? Um, <laughs> I'm definitely trying to adjust. You know, it's a lot of work, man, dedication, uh-huh. and you got to stay focused, man. It's a lot of stuff that, you know, be thrown at you as distractions. So you got to uh-huh. just stay focused, man, on the goal and and just and give it your all, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Let's let's talk about that. Why you said uh, stay focused. Your musical journey and background, if you could, for the listeners who don't know uh, and mm-hmm. tuning into you for the first time, can you give us a little story on your journey and your background and how you uh, was drawn to the music industry? Yeah, uh, I started singing. You know, normal age. You know, childhood, six, seven years old. My mom and dad, you know, they put me in choir at church, you know, so um, sad, my Saturdays consisted of choir rehearsal for Sunday. <laughs> so uh, it started with that, man. And uh, uh-huh. throughout high school, you know, um, I always loved to dress. You know, I got best dress in school, uh, uh-huh. most talented, things of that nature. Um, I was athletic as well. And after I graduated, man, uh, I wanted to pursue music, joined a group of guys. We hopped in the car, went to New York, and from there, it kind of, you know, became reality as far as growing up as a young man. You know, I would say middle class. We, we're not rich or nothing yeah. like that. My mom and dad worked every day, so, uh-huh. you know, they did provide for us. But um, it was that it was that uh, life-changing experience, man, when you, you know, you're 18 now, you're out on your own, mm. and this is the real world, but you're doing this in New York City. So, Woo. You know, it was it was rough, man. You know, I was homeless for a couple months, me and the guys, and we was just chasing the dream, you know, running around Manhattan, Times Square, yeah. White Plains, everywhere, man. You know, just sleeping in cars, doing doing the most, man, and uh, just to pursue that dream. And then finally it came true years later um, mm. with Akon. You know what I'm saying? They gave us a situation uh, with Divine Stevens uh-huh. at uh, up front. And, you know, that lasted for about a year or two. And, um, you know, he had a lot, a lot of other artists as well. So it's kind of like we was just a part of the package, I guess you could say. And, okay. Uh, okay. Like, yeah, man. A little and, bit. Um, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it, we, I got the experience, you know, we recorded with a lot of major artists. Um, I've been on stages with a lot of major artists, but you know, when you're in groups, man, you got a lot of different personalities. So mm. some people get it, some don't it. Some, you know, some want it, some don't really, you mm. know, it's just, so I was just, you know, I made a decision where I just go ahead and go, uh, Go solo. Let me try this thing by myself. And, okay. Uh, when I did that, man, it just things just started unfolding, happening for me. Wow. And uh, I took the, you know, the marketing side of how they, you know, the mainstream industry was marketing their stuff. And the yeah. pictures need to be high quality. Like you want to put your pictures beside the big dogs. They out, you know, too. And they say, well, yeah. who is this dude? <laughs> so, yeah, it was all about quality, man, at that point. Quality, uh, good music, and just putting out a good product, man, independently. And it, it made some noise to where it got recognized by a lot of other people. Wow. That's what's up, yeah, man. man. So who are some yeah. of your musical influences? Um, Stevie Wonder. I grew yeah. up uh, 
Prince, Michael Jackson, uh, wow. James Brown, Teddy Pendergrass. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a balladeer guy. Yeah, I like the ballad. I'm a balladeer guy, so I listen. To okay. A lot of, even you know, I really can't say I have a favorite. Um, okay. Even to today's artists, because you know, there's a lot of dope talent out there, and I mm. respect everybody's craft. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's craft is something different. Mm. And uh, everybody that's made it, everybody that's struggling, man, I, I just you know, those are my my inspiration my mm-hmm. inspirational people so anybody that's doing their thing man it's, it's got a dope sound and you know they 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 hard at it those are my favorites i would say that's what's up that was up. now do you did you explored with hip-hop and and pop for a little bit or you did you switch um, to r&b how did that work out yeah i um i did some hip-hop i did a lot of uh hooks and stuff like that for a lot of different artists uh, um okay not really mainstream you know but you know, just here and there, you know, whenever somebody sure. needed a hook, a rapper or something like that. Um, I did a couple pop joints with a guy out of Miami. He was with Po' Boy. Mm. Um, and we recorded some pop country type joints, too. And, um, mm. you know, at that time, it was just bad timing, man. But the songs are just phenomenal. But, you know, it's kind of like when you're ahead of your time. You yeah, one of those. Yeah, man, we can't put that out right now. It's too, <laughs> it's too soon. You got to put this one in the bag. But, yeah. you know, it's just an experience, man, just dealing with a lot of great people, like I say, um, within, you know, the journey. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. Would you consider yourself like a, a vocalist, male vocalist? Yeah, or, I would. Definitely would? would. Okay, got it. Yeah. So, yeah. Anybody got, uh, you see yourself remind you of them or you got a little bit of them, you take a little bit of your craft from little from this artist little mm-hmm. that like what's your style yeah um, I, um I've, I've always been compared tone and sound wise to jamie fox yeah and then i've been compared to kind of like the look swag of uh donnell jones ah and then um i, I listen to a lot of tank so mm-hmm. and we recorded with him as well so it's just it's kind of like a mixture but then you still have to find your own self you mm. know with what you hearing but you don't want to mimic you know what i'm saying you don't yeah. just like them but you, you i get those comparisons a lot that's what's up yeah well you what do yeah. you say to people that be like oh r&b is because you see it on social media and stuff in the music industry r&b ain't the same and r&b is dead and da-da. do you do, what do you think about the r&b scene right now truthfully honestly um, of course in yourself in it do, is it is it commercialized right is it, it is. watered down what, what do I, you say? I would say it's more commercialized okay. now for the simple fact, back in the days, you know, it was real instruments. Not saying that they're not real instruments now, sure. but I think that somebody that, you know, the music is going to always evolve, you know, and it's going to do a 360. So I feel like the person that's that's holding it down would mm. be Bruno Mars right now Ah, with that old sound, you know, and, and, it, and everybody's grooving to it. They're like, yo, I like this, but they don't know that it's you know, maybe a sample from the Jackson Fives or, you know what I'm saying? It, it's got sure. that vibe to those old joints. And it it, it it reminds you of where you heard it, but you can't just pinpoint it mm. unless you're just a music head. So, yeah, I would I would say that it's uh, definitely been watered down a little mm. bit because of the sound effects and stuff now. But mm. that live instrumentation is nothing. It's nothing like that live back in the day, you know, that fit. Bobby Womack. Yeah, you know, what? You, <laughs> you just fit, you know, like, you, yeah. It's really yeah, that, that's a different type of whole era. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Would it be safe definitely. to say that you have, like, an old soul kind of, you know, and sound really? Do people say that Yeah, to you? Like, you got that it old is, yeah. soul, bring that yeah, essence back. You know, it's the essence <laughs> yeah. of the era, man, you know. It is. That's it is, man. Up. And it, and it's got to be captured, man. Mm. And um, like I say, I was doing it in R&B. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like 
people would just only thing that I would get was like, yo, he's got the look, he's got the sound, but his music is just kind of dated. Like we can't really get with, you know, these just just the instrumentation. Uh, it needs to be more computerized, like, you know, the sound effects, futuristic type stuff with uh, you know what's going on. So I was like, yo, let me jump in this Southern Soul era because that's the same kind of thing, but it's a whole demographic of different, different demographic of people, man. Like, sure. And they, no lie, they still buy CDs. Ain't that so? You know, so that's when, interesting yeah, to me. They, they, I was just like, <laughs> it was like, hey, you got a CD? You got a CD? And I was like, CDs? Wow. You know, we streaming and doing that now, but that's that crowd. So yeah. I fit right in with it. <laughs> Let's talk about the new single now, the lady, uh, Sugar. What's that mm-hmm. single about, man? Because that single's out right now, circulating. Yes. 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 It's out right yes. now on all platforms. Uh-huh. Um, it was just a joint where, you know, just messing around, clowning around, mm. being funny. And I was just like, man, you know, don't be bragging if your sugar ain't good. <laughs> and, you know, it was just like everybody's just laughing, you know, just in general conversation. I was like, yo, I think I can twist that. And I can it. twist that joint. Yeah. So I got with one of my partners, man, named uh-huh. JJ, uh, Gerald. Shout out to him for producing it. Um, I actually voice recorded the hook and I sent the hook, uh, text the hook to him through uh, Messenger. Mm. And he came up with the music. He sent it back. And I was just like, yeah, how soon can you come over and set up? You know, we got a little set up. He came over and we recorded it in the room, man. And like two days, we put it out, got it mixed and everything. We put it out and it's been going crazy. (laughs) So (laughs) it's just, you know, you just basically in Southern Soul, you know, in that blues lane, you pretty much just say what you want, man. As long as it's got a groove, a nice groove, you know, people will adapt to it eventually. Yeah, absolutely. When did it, um, when about one time, when did you start working on a thing? What about when did it like really from scratch? I know you say you sent the hook to him and everything about give me a time frame on what time about this was. Um, this was probably, it's been about a month now. It's been out. Oh, um, okay. So it's, it's fresh out. But when I jumped into Southern Soul, that mm-hmm. was last, like the beginning of last, well, last year, mm-hmm. last year. Um, I started out and, uh, you know, I got with a guy named Jeter Jones. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he's, mm. you know, a heavyweight in Southern Soul Blues. And mm. uh, we were doing an old school blues concert and mm. he came to me. He was just like, hey, y'all, man, I know. I don't know if anybody ever told you this, but you ever thought about doing blues? And I was like, nah, like, because I, I heard the story. Ah, you know, it's just that's a dope. Circuit, you yeah. know, um, you know, it ain't really main. It's not mainstream at all. They don't recognize it. Mm. you know the grammys don't you're not nominated so it's kind of like you know like a fun thing to do in the backyard type deal versus you know mainstream industry and i was just like nah i really didn't have an interest in it be, you know due to those facts those are my reasons though and mm-hmm. uh, when he said look just you know get you one of them church boys man and just come up with a groove and you got it so let me hear something man you know just try it for me man just try it and i said really? you know what i will and that was my first single that I put out, uh, which was Try Me, you know, um, shout out to, you know, Miss Lisa at English Promotions, man. And yeah, it's almost said like a half a million. In Ain't views. that something? Man. Yeah. But I, I had to consistently push it, though. You know what I'm saying? Like most people push a single for like a month or two and then they dropping something else and they sure. dropping something else. They dropping. So you never get a chance to really gravitate to what, you know, the first or the second song was. Okay. And um I really believed in it. So I pushed it like all last year. Mm. Along with, you know, another song that I did. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I forced it on them, man. So Ooh, it, now it, I got this sugar, you know, is out now for, for this year. And yeah, it's, I'm going to do the same thing, man. Yeah, I was about to ask yeah. you, is it the same recipe? Same, same? Yeah, thing? same, yeah. Same, <laughs> same. So We're pushing it, that thing through working, quarters. Wow. Yeah, if it's working, you know, don't, don't, you know, don't try to change it. Hold up on them. Put that pressure on them. Definitely, so, definitely. Could it potentially, now, did you ever do remixes? Are you even uh, yeah. about that? Yeah, or? I got a, I got uh, a, a remix for Try Me. Uh, nice. This was the first single, you know, from DJ Moon. Shout out to him. He's out in Louisiana. And my other big brother, man, Sugar Love Peace. He, uh, they linked up and they remixed Try Me with a New Orleans bounce. Ooh. So that's bananas right now Ooh. in New Orleans in that area. <laughs> and, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a ballad. It's like a mid ballad, but uh-huh. with them doing a twist to it, it's, it's a bounce beat. DJ Money. Dirty uh-huh. money, you know, out of VA. Yeah. Um, and the whole team up there. So I'm just connecting the dots with, you know, just great people, man, that's willing yeah. to help me, you know, along the way too. So shout out to them, man. And uh Southern Soul Connect magazine, shout out to them. Man. I say English promotions. Like everybody's just been, you know, just a great help in what I'm doing. So Jeez. I definitely appreciate them. Yeah. Any plans to hit the road this summer? You know, everybody said that we back outside. Is yeah, you changing man, up? They, um, <laughs> I you changing up anything? Uh-huh. Yeah, I got one next week. Um, it's gonna be in uh Alabama. It's called mm-hmm. Georgiana, Alabama. Uh, we're doing like a meet and greet. I'm gonna perform maybe a song or two, and it's kind of like an intro to come back to that same area the following month. So mm-hmm. my whole like up until August, I'm booked like every weekend. You Whoa. know what I'm saying? So it's Fine already time. yeah, it's lining up crazy. Hopefully it'll get to where I can just do that full time and just do gigs on the weekend for a whole year. Like yeah. a lot of other artists, but uh it, yeah. it takes time. You know, I ain't I ain't rushing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mentioned yeah. you work with some people, obviously. A lot of people I know you kind of breeze by because it it's nothing for you, but can you just mm-hmm. briefly for the listeners, you know, who are tuning in right now? I know some people I obviously I read, read about you, but who are some people that you grace the stage with and work with? Just so people can understand how seriously seasoned you are, ready for this. We've done uh, Life Jennings. We've done Tank. We've done uh, Male Waiters. We've done Casey and JoJo. Vivica Fox, which she, she was hosting. You know, mm-hmm. uh, We've done Monica. We've done... Uh, wow. Oh, man, it's... That list heavy, y'all. I seen yeah, the list. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot, man. It's, it's a, a lot, lot going man. on. Yeah, it's definitely a lot. And it goes all the way back to like Michelle days, you know, when oh. I was younger. And you know the wow, uh, it, it, a lot of people. Man. It's just yeah, 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 yeah. Like we did a we uh, did some venues with Carl Thomas. Uh-huh. And he was cracking. Uh, well, he's still cracking. You know, I don't want to say it like that, but you know, when he was with Bad Boy, and he had just dropped. Like he yeah. was crazy with it. So yeah. I did a lot of opening up for him, mm-hmm. uh, openings for him and stuff. But it was just whoever came along, man. And I, I just did my thing and. It was like, don't do too much, don't do too little, just do you, and mm. uh, you gravitate to it, man. You know, mm. you do your thing. Yeah, I think it's important that we we put emphasis on it. I just wanted to make sure that people understand your track record because you put that work in, right? Yeah, it ain't definitely. ain't nothing you've been handed, right? You had a nah, situation nah. even with um, I think with Interscope and Giffen back in the day too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah Interscope Giffen. Yeah, we did. Uh, what was that about? How, how did, yeah, what did you learn from that? Rather, well, it was uh. I was added to a four man group mm-hmm. that was already, you know, it was a four man group that was on Interscope mm. with Gaffin Interscope. And uh, when uh, I got the call, it was from one of my best friends, you know, so shout out to him, Dwayne Baxter. He reached out and Sebastian. Mm. Uh, they reached out and it was just like, hey, man, you know, we kicking one of the guys out the group. 
I know I said we was gonna always rock, man. And I know you know how loyal and down you are. You really want to do this, man. Yeah. So and this goes back to the the story prior to when I said we went to New York and we were homeless when we were eighteen. Wow. So these are two of the same guys that was in the same vehicle with us man. years later that Look you that. know they held a word and they was just like, yo, I really want to bring you in, man, so you can fill in this slot. We can keep rolling because mm. right now everything's at a standstill. So I was in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was living there and I went down to Atlanta the next day, met everybody. And, you know, they was like, hey, if you want to vote him in, raise your hand. And everybody was like, yo, I like him. He got the swag, whatever, whatever. Mm. And I was just the person that, you know, I was I was a, a fourth person that was a filler, but I would sing mostly on the hooks. I went like a lead singer, like Mm-hmm. My tone was totally different because they, they labeled us as a new Jodice. But we was just uh-huh. a young version of them as kids. You know what I'm saying? So I see. I see. They I, they didn't they didn't really need me to be lead singing with a soft voice when we got a KC and a, and a JoJo. So it was like, you know, one of those type of uh, dynamics. And uh, I, w- I just, you know, played my role, man. I'm a team sure. player. And um, we went to L.A. and we recorded with, man, when I see everybody from Tim and Bob, and the underdogs. We did a lot of stuff with Tank. We did some stuff with Tyrese. Yeah. Hell, Marsha Ambrosia. Um, Oak, one of the producers, Oak, he's crazy. Stevie J, mm. you know, the hitman. Man, we just worked with everybody while we was out there, man. We were supposed to be out there for a week. We ended up being out there for like five months. So what? <laughs> we, were, we were everywhere, man. We were, we were like literally everywhere out there, you know, just trying to, you know, just get that name on out there and stuff, man. Mm. But of course, you know, when you get in certain situations, you you know, it's a backside of it, you know, that we didn't know. But mm-hmm. really, and to this day, we still don't know. But, you know, I've never, you know, badmouth anybody because I can't speak on something I don't know. But I, I appreciate the experience because it showed me, you know, how the industry ran, mm. you know, how things work, what goes on, uh-huh. conversations you just don't indulge in. I you see. know, just stay to yourself, chill, just, just, just float. That's what we call it. Just float. You know what I'm saying? And mm. um, never talk bad about nobody, man. Just, you mm-hmm. know, if you, if you, even if you want to say something bad about somebody, you just never do that. Mm. Cause you never know how that can be, you know, your words be twisted up. Yep. Yeah. It happens so just, all the time you know, in the industry. Cool, man. And just float and just, you know, don't say nothing. What, what the girl, what grandma say? If you ain't got nothing to say good, don't, don't say, say, don't say nothing at all. <laughs> and it's one of those things like, you know, hey, you know, we cool, whatever, and change the subject or something. But you know, it just taught me a whole lot, man, at a young age. And I just took that stuff and ran with it. Like, even on the promo side, like, yo, you gotta come out and look like money. Sheesh. A lot of people don't, you know, they don't take that serious. Well, a photo shoot is a couple hundred dollars. That's too much for a lot of people. Ah. They like, yo, I got a phone that can do the same thing and I can go do this. Hey, nah, we're not I, doing that. <laughs> Hey, man, you gotta you gotta uh, spend this money, man. You yes, know, sir. especially when you're working hard outside of that, you know. So yeah, yeah it's it's one of those things, man. So it was a great learning experience for sure. Absolutely. Do you see yourself um any major label you see yourself fitting in at or uh, now or are you strictly independent? Are you just well right now I'm strictly independent. Okay. But I wouldn't mind maybe you know a distribution deal. Oh. Um, somebody coming in helping me say, hey, you know, I put your music out wherever. I mean, di- that's what Distro Kid and all these other, you know, SoundCloud and things of that nature, they do the same thing. But okay, just having that, you know, that name behind you with that machine, like we was talking about earlier, and um, everything else, you know, it's on you. You, you crash or you know, you fly. Mm. So it's one of those type things. You know, you got to put in that work once you got people that believe in what you're doing. 
or they can at least see your vision and understand it, you know. Absolutely. With that being said, let's go ahead and plug that single one more time. Tell the fans, the new listeners, the people that start on why they should tune into that sound, how they can stream it, what they can do to follow and support you. Oh, yeah. Y'all right now, y'all tuned in to Stardom Media, man. And uh, this is the new single. It's called Sugar. You know, it's off of my independent label called Addicted Music. It's streaming on every single platform. Just put in J-A-L-I Sugar, which is S-H-U-G-G-A. And it'll pop up on all streaming platforms, man. Just download that and support it. Absolutely. Y'all, all the links that he's talking about is going to be in the show notes of this podcast episode. Make sure y'all show love and support. Do what y'all do. Hit them in the comments. Follow them on Instagram. Do everything y'all got to do to support the movement. When I say I see stars and I kind of know what it is, bro. No, no. Because I, I get talent all day. I get gotcha. emails all day. Mm-hmm. You, the the work you've been through, the experience you've been through, the shoulders you rub, it's only a matter of time, bro. You basically a bona fide superstar. The world just don't know who you are. Yeah, so please man, keep doing that. what you're doing. The image, the brand, the marketing. See the whole conglomerate. And right. I, I, you know what I mean? Like, it's only a matter of time before yeah. the world know who you are. I'm happy. Right. It's funny. You remind me of when I, I did an interview with Kendrick before he was Kendrick. I literally oh, yeah. interviewed Kendrick Lamar before he mm-hmm. popped. And when I looked at your shit, I'm like, oh, yeah, they just don't know. They just don't know. The talent (laughs) is there. I'm serious, and I'm not gassing you. I normally, this is unfiltered. But Mm -hmm. only thing that you got to do is don't stop. It's Mm -hmm. it's literally just don't stop. The lane that you're in and the shoulders that you're rubbing, like I said, we're going to push you crazy. We support you. I love what you guys are doing there. You know, Lisa, when she's done with you. Just keep it going, bro. Seriously. And, I I, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to myself and speaking to you at the same goddamn time. I, 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 I know what I'm looking at. You got it. I got you, man. <laughs> I got you, man. Look, I, I, season, I, I greatly appreciate it. this, man. I Absolutely. greatly appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Start a one-on-one magazine podcast. We signing out. Thank y'all for tuning in to Artists on the Rise. And, uh, yeah, this one has been dope. This one is brought to you gotcha. by Stardom Media. Gotcha. Go on. Are you on the rise to stardom? Well, get featured in the next issue of Stardom 101 Magazine and promote your business or products today. Text MAG to 804-550-8647 or visit stardom101mag.net. You're listening to the Stardom 101 Magazine podcast with Christopher Boykin. Be sure to subscribe and download this episode and continue to listen to Stardom on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.